Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner Wade Chessman, president and wealth advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. Well, welcome in to the Money Night Podcast. I'm Ben George. He is Wade Chessman, President and Wealth Advisor of Chessman Wealth Strategies. Have a good show for you today, going against the grain. Wade, it's not always important for you to win a popularity contest, right? It's about giving the best advice and helping out clients as best as possible. Right. You know, that's one of our jobs really is to help people navigate through some tough decisions and questions and you know, right now, for example, the tendency might be to with everything going on in the world and the markets. The tendency for a lot of people is to just want to sell everything and put it under the mattress and probably won't be isn't the best advice. So, you know, sometimes our job is to help people stay on the right path, despite it being sometimes difficult. <laughs> yeah, and it can be very difficult. So today we're going to go against the grain a little bit, it, 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 maybe not on everything, right? But we're going to talk about some of the areas where the mainstream uh, ideas are one thing and where an advisor might actually say something different and go against that grain. But why we'll explain why that's in the best interest in most cases for the client and whoever Wade and his team are helping out there. So it should be a good show today. And I'll also encourage you to go back through our last episode too. Um, we had a great breakdown and kind of a really a thorough look at the Smart Choices Wealth Management Solution that Chessman Wealth offers. So if you want to kind of see the process in which they Wade and his team go through and provide you this feedback and build this plan for you that might sometimes go against the grain, it's a great episode to start with. So let's jump into it here way today. All right, let's All do right. it. Let's start with risk. The appropriate amount of risk for a retiree or pre-retiree. I know there's some some rules out there and some general guidance on risk, but how do you determine it? Well, we did, we have a risk tolerance questionnaire that helps us get an idea of folks' risk. Of course, you know, everyone's risk is great until things start going haywire, right? It's like, uh, you know, I've heard that quote from Mike Tyson, you know, he had a plan. Everybody has a plan for the fight until you get hit in the mouth, right? <laughs> yep. So I would say, you know, we definitely work to try to understand people's risk because you want to have the appropriate amount of risk so that when things start to go crazy, that you don't bail out of the plan and make a mistake. On the same flip side, you want to have the appropriate amount of risk so that you feel comfortable when the market's going up, you're collecting, you're, you know, you're getting your fair share that's in line with your tolerance. But I think the biggest thing that I hear that goes against the grain is that people come in and say, well, you know, as I get closer and closer to retirement or when I retire, I, I need to take all my money out of the stock market and can't have any risk in my portfolio. And I would say going against the grain on that is that, you know, just because you're retired doesn't mean that you, you need all your money next week, right? You still have a time horizon. And if you retire at 65, you may, that money may, may need to last you 30 years. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you all of a sudden change your tolerance or change your mix of investments and go super conservative just because you happen to be retired. It's more about managing withdrawal risk and things like that, which we've talked about many times on past episodes. So I'd say going against the grain on a proper amount of risk is in relation to people thinking that when they get to retirement, they all of a sudden have to go super conservative put it all in cash or all in bonds. And that's just not the case because we still need growth in our portfolio, even in retirement. It's more 
thinking you're shifting on how you know, strategies for pulling money out rather than just going conservative. So when I think of going against the grain on risk tolerance, I, that's what I think. about. Yeah, that's a good start. Good one to start with with the risk because I know a lot of people are thinking about that uh, right now. All right. Life insurance, the appropriate use of life insurance. I know there's a variety of opinions that are out there on life insurance and whether or not to use it and when to use it. Where do you stand with life insurance? Well, I'm a fan um, of it, but you know, I think when you say going against the grain of appropriate use of life insurance, I think there are, if you listen to like Dave Ramsey, he's term and that's it. No other types of insurance. And I tend to agree with him for the most part. But there are other uses of insurance. He's he's when he's talking, he's he's really talking to the map to the you know the general public, the big variety of people. And I think for most people that's the case. But I would say there are times when life insurance can be a really good tool for income. It can be a tool for wealth protection. It can be a tool for transfer of wealth. I would say life insurance. Uh, you know, and it's not surprising. There's a lot of people that maybe that's what they do for a living. They sell life insurance and nothing else. So every single problem they come across, guess what the solution is? Life insurance or some kind of insurance. I'm not in that camp, but I'm also know that there are some really interesting and uh, viable solutions that could be that insurance can help solve along with your more traditional things. So I'd say my going against the grain on that one is that I'm not all in for, you know, let's put all your money in life insurance, but I'm also understand, I also understand there's other ways, there's other tools, I don't want to say tools, there's other uses of life insurance that, you know, for the right situation can be appropriate. Yeah, you always want to sit down with your financial professional and figure out whether or not it, it, it's appropriate for you and how best to use it. But uh, that's, oh, for sure. That's where Wade stands on life insurance. All right. Yeah. Handling debt, another big piece of the puzzle. We all are carrying some sort of debt, some more than others. So I know there's different strategies that go into this, what to pay off, how quickly to pay it off, you know, mortgage debt, a lot of different types of debt. So uh, mm-hmm. wh- wh- where can you maybe go against the grain here? Well, I mean, I don't, I think, I don't think it's going against the grain too much to say that debt is a an issue and it's something to be avoided as much as possible i would say where we go against the grain is understanding it from maybe from a biblical standpoint that there's nothing inherently wrong with it but when you have debt the bible says you become a slave to the lender and it can cause issues so i'd say going against the grain would be saying that you know i would try to do everything i could to avoid debt as much as possible and that includes Probably one thing that would be a question is whether or not to pay off your house, right? That's another going against the grain thing. And my stance on that is I'm all for it. Even though, you know, some folks may have taken out mortgages at two, three percent, of course they're not getting that right now. They may say, Well, why would I pay it off? You know, I can earn more in the market over time. And it's probably true over a long period of time you might be able to, but there's something about having that peace of mind, not having that mortgage hang over your head. So I'd say where we go against the grain a little bit with debt is, you know, our understanding of it from a biblical standpoint. And when it comes to, say, paying off your house, I'm a big fan of it, whereas maybe some advisors might say, no, there's no reason to do that. You've got a low rate. That very well may be true, but I like the idea for folks having that peace of mind, especially, especially 
when you get into that retirement phase and you don't have that debt hanging over you, it's a really nice feeling. So that's what I would say. Very good. Yeah. And, and that kind of covers one that I wanted to touch on, but going against uh, or paying off the house is, is another big part of the discussion for sure. And it kind of ties in, like you said, to debt in general. So a good one to cover there. All right. Annuities. I know this, this yes. is a word that maybe turns some people off, or at least it's polarizing one way or the other. So Yeah. I mean, I think it's because just kind of like life insurance, there's advisors out there that that's what they do. They, they have one tool in their toolbox and that's annuities. And they try to solve every problem with them. And going against the grain, I don't think that's the right situation. But I also am not in that camp where, you know, annuities are always bad. You know, a, a, a real annuity, Ben, is an income stream. So you buy an annuity to get an income stream. That was the mm-hmm. that's that was the original kind of use of an annuity. You know, your pension, you know, replace a pension or something like that. So for some clients, that's a great use of it. It can be a great tool as a maybe a cd replacement it's not a cd but it acts like a cd in the sense that you can have a fixed annuity that pays a fixed rate so if you're looking for something a little bit more on the safer side then an annuity could be a good deal sometimes even a variable annuity can make sense depending on your situation so i would say my stance on annuities is just like anything else it's one of the many tools we have in our toolbox and we can use it it's not the only tool, but it can be used in the appropriate way. The problem that you see is just people mis-selling them, putting too much in them, trying to solve all the client's problems with just annuities. I don't, you know, not a, obviously not a big fan of that. Yeah. Okay. So annuities, another, again, a tool that could potentially be used for you, much like mutual funds, right? And there's different ways people approach these. Um, so where do you stand here? Well, probably where I'd go against the grain on mutual funds is that we, for the most part, we don't use mutual funds at all in our practice. Um, Occasionally, like in a 529 plan, we don't have a lot of options there, but we tend to steer away from mutual funds. Uh, Not that they're bad, uh, they're good tools, but we tend to use other tools like exchange-traded funds, individual equities, individual bonds, because mutual funds have a tendency to be sometimes a little bit more expensive, not always, maybe not quite as flexible. You can only trade them once a day. So there's nothing wrong with mutual funds, but I'd say where we go against the grain, especially for clients like the clients we work with that are higher net worth, you know, mutual funds don't make a lot of sense for for that, for that group. So that's where we would go against the grain when it comes to mutual funds. Very good. All right. One more on our list here that I want to get your thoughts on, and that's how much money to have in cash. The discussion probably that you're having right now with people is the market, you know, goes up, bounces up and down. But um, how much cash do you typically recommend to clients or how do you go about that process? Well, I would say which, which something that doesn't go against the grain, you know, is people, I think it's pretty well been out there a long time that you, you want to have three to six months expenses where we might go against the grain with traditional thinking is I'd say you have enough cash and that you feel comfortable. You know, if you grew up in the uh, great depression, I have, you know, clients that grew up in Germany during world war two, you're probably going to feel like you need a little bit more cash than someone else. So sometimes it's just your own comfort level. And I would also say that if you're in the income phase of life, which we've done podcast on this many times, you know, managing cash flow while you're in, while you're in retirement, having 
maybe some more cash may make sense so that you can weather some of the storms like we're in right now with inflation being high, the market being volatile. So that's what I would say about cash. You know, where we'd go against the grain would just be the fact that, hey, you know, you, now when I say that, we've had situations where clients have had, you know, maybe what I would consider too much cash where they just don't know what to do with it, don't feel comfortable. And that's sometimes we can have a discussion, but um, what one person considers an appropriate amount, level of cash and someone else can differ depending on your life situation. So that's that's where we might go against the grain on that, the old cash situation. Right now, cash is nice to have, right? Because yeah. things are, you know, pretty crazy. Yeah, there's no question about it. No question. So these are just some of those, uh, some of the items uh, here that, that you might address in your financial plan. And there's going to be opinions from the mainstream on ways you should approach this. But again, you to truly get a customized solution and, and something that works for you, you need to be working with an advisor. And uh, Wade is just that. He's a certified financial planner and a certified kingdom advisor that can help you through this process. All right. Wade, we, uh, we need a return back to the Kingdom Minute. We had it a week ago, so it is time now to introduce our Kingdom Minute. Now it's time for this week's Kingdom Minute, a biblical perspective on money and finances. Welcome to this week's Kingdom Minute. I'm really excited to bring you a, uh, some ideas that I got recently from a guest preacher that came to our church. He actually comes every year. His name is Abe Caravella, very interesting man. He is right now, the he's a professor of Christian preaching at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kentucky. And in, in addition to that, he's also a dermatologist. He's one smart guy. He's been coming to our church every August for years and years and years. And he got the, he got the job of talking about money. So our, our preacher was out of town, and so he got to talk about money. He said... And our church, by the way, has been going through is going through Proverbs. And so Abe, you know, Abe said, hey, look, there's Proverbs is where we get wisdom. So let's apply God's wisdom and not lean on our own wisdom, not lean on our own understanding, but let's apply God wisdom, God's wisdom and let's talk about money. And, you know, money is important to God because, as Abe said, the 16 of the 40 parables are about money. 288 verses in the four Gospels or 10 percent are about money. There's more verses about money and possessions in heaven and hell combined, and there's over 2,000 references to money and possessions. So it is a major spiritual issue. So the first Proverbs that Abe mentioned is Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord makes us rich. Now, we've talked about that before. We talked about it a couple, two, three weeks ago. Now, God's the one that gives us possessions and money. He entrusts us with things for a temporary time. So we're trustees. We're stewards, if you will. And our goal at Chessman is to help you become a better steward of the resources God has provided to you. But the second part of that Proverbs I thought was really interesting. I hadn't really honed on this before. He said he adds no hardship to it. So Abe's point was, hey, look, God's not the one that adds hardship when it comes to money. We do. We add har- sorrow and hardship and anguish because all because think about it. We're trying to keep it. We're trying to make more. We become discontent with it. We envy others. What they have, this is what causes sorrow and anguish. We trade, we create the troubles because we aren't content with what we have because we want more. And the idea is to be content with what we have. So not only do we want more, 
But Abe went on and said, you know, not only does it matter, does God care about money and how what we do with it, he also cares about how we make it. So he quoted Proverbs 11, 1a, a dishonest balance is an abomination. So back in the day, you know, they traded in goods. They didn't, you know, money. They, didn't, they had money, but they used a lot of goods. So you would take your grain up to the dealer and he would weigh it. And if he had, if his scales weren't perfect or he had put his scales one way or the other, he could cheat you and you not know it. And that was an abomination to the Lord with a very strong word. So God not only cares about money, but cares how we make it. And dishonesty is something that disgusts God. So I thought those were two great uh, points. He made quite a few more which I'll talk about next time. And I also put a link so you can go out and watch it yourself. I thought it was really, really good. So grateful for Abe and his wisdom. And um, that's this week's Kingdom Minute. Very good way. We always enjoy this perspective that you provide us. Um, it's so unique, but it also kind of keeps us grounded on what's the ultimate, uh, the big picture for all of this that we do. So again, thanks for your insight and that wisdom today on the podcast. That's going to do it for this episode of the Money Night Podcast. As always, please subscribe to the show. We do appreciate your support. And if you have any questions, visit chessmanwealth.com or you can call the office at 214-572-2120. Wade, good show as always. Thanks for the insight. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor.